0: Hello, I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast, Christmas special. was a performance from the Stetchford Male Voice Choir. The song was called Remember Tomorrow Is Christmas. It may have sounded a bit familiar. I can confirm that they're not here with me in my bedroom. They're actually down at the local scout hut performing for me. Socially distanced of course, with windows open for ventilation. This hasn't affected the quality of their sound recording. I'm delighted that they could join me at the start of the show. And we'll hear more from them later. That's just the beginning I've got a show lined up with loads of guests Might have some popping in as well I've also got Trevor on the phone He's there in the background But I've told him not to speak unless I tell him to uh, So, hello Trevor Hi, Wayne Hello listeners Merry Christmas What are we going to do on this show Wayne? Well in between all the guest appearances We're going to be talking about Christmas Some of our memories And uh, Iron Maiden of course Oh, great. Oh, I hope it's not one of those boring Christmas specials that you get where people just say things that have been said before, thinking that they're the first person ever to have those thoughts. What do you mean? Well, like, you hear people saying, oh, what are your favourite Christmas films? And there's always someone who says Die Hard, thinking that they're really wacky, and, oh, look at me standing out. I don't like it. Okay, well, we might talk about films, but uh, we're not going to... Go down the usual route. I mean, this is an Iron Maiden Christmas special. It's got us in it as well, so we're not those celebrities trying to be popular, are we? Yeah, well, anyway, the best Christmas film is the Muppet Christmas Carol anyway. Everyone knows it. There's no point discussing it. Okay. well, are you just going to ruin every topic by coming out with an opinion that you think is a fact? No, I was just saying I I hope it won't be boring. No, I don't think it will. Um, I'm hoping it will be a very special episode and one that people can savour in the future as well. Uh, a bit like the Morecambe and Wise Christmas special that came out 50 years ago. And it's still shown on the telly today, every year, every Christmas. It's like a tradition. Maybe this episode will be a Christmas tradition of the future. Maybe in 40 years, people will still be listening to this and saying, Oh, I remember that time during the lockdown when Wayne went through all the Iron Maiden songs and that Christmas special. Oh, But anyway, I'm not going to say what you might say in the future because that would ruin what's about to happen. I don't want any spoilers. It's all going to just happen. Like the like the Stitchford Male Voice Choir, that was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was quite good. Didn't you try and join the choir once? Yeah, I did, but it just didn't happen. Why? Well, I, I rang up and asked about joining. What did you say? I said, can I join the choir, please? And what did they say? They said, well, yeah, you can. We need a tenor. What did you say? Well, I thought I was a bit cheeky. I said, well, I haven't auditioned yet and you want money from me. What did they say? I think they put the phone down. OK, so what else have we got lined up? Oh, hang on a minute. What, what are you doing in here?
1: Just bringing in the snacks.
0: I've told you not to come in when I'm recording. Can't you tell?
1: Sorry. Just a few more plates.
0: What are they?
2: Cheese
0: straws. Well, can you just put them over there, please? Okay. That's it, over there. There you go. What's that smell?
1: Nothing.
0: That doesn't smell like cheese straws. What have you done that for? Have you got makeup on?
1: Yes. I thought that nice man, Paul Deanna, might be coming over.
0: Well, yeah, he might be, but he's not here to see you, is he? Come to talk to me for the podcast. Anyway, get out. You're wasting my time here. People listening. It's all right. OK, so let's talk about Iron Maiden and Christmas. I remember when I was a boy, I used to be in the fan club and they used to send Christmas cards to all their fans. You used to get them in the post. It was quite exciting because they were a bit bigger than normal Christmas cards. And they look good on the mantelpiece. You see Eddie with a reindeer. It was really good. All dressed as Santa. And they were extra special because they had the band's autographs in them. Although I found out later this wasn't their actual autograph. They hadn't physically signed Thousands of Christmas cards. These were just like reproduced or photocopied. I think it was called photostat. then. I looked after them. They were very precious. I stuck them in my scrapbook. Inside, as well as the autographs, it had a little message from each of the band members and Rod Smallwood, the manager. And one of them, Dave Morey, said, Have a very sherry Christmas. And that's funny because he's put sherry in instead of merry. And Sherry's a drink you have at Christmas. So I thought this was funny when I was a boy. Nico said, have a good one. And then in brackets, he put all two, which again relates to drink. And I thought this was really clever. He's put, have a good one, all two, meaning like pints or cans of Skull or something. And I was impressed by these. It looked like quite an adult thing to do, an adult thing to write in a Christmas card. So I copied these messages For the Christmas cards for my schoolmates. And I put them in the special post box. In the main entrance at school. So they could be delivered by the post monitors. To the relevant people. This was quite an exciting time. Do you remember that Trevor? Yeah I think I was allowed to do that once. As a treat. I could go and empty the box. And deliver the cards to the classes. It was good. It was probably one of the best moments at school. Like when I was allowed to wheel the computer into the classrooms as well. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, I put these messages in the cards. Uh, have a very sherry Christmas and have a good one or two. I think some of the class didn't understand them. Maybe it was a bit too advanced for their, their sense of humour. So I got the usual name calling. But then a week later, some of the parents came up to the school and complained about this boy in the class who clearly had an alcohol problem or, or had been exposed to alcohol. So they got my mum in to have a chat. We had to have a meeting. And then these people with name badges came in and spoke to me and asked me questions. It was quite a difficult time, especially as I was getting ready for Christmas. I think I was late for the pantomime at the Birmingham Hippodrome because of this. Anyway, maybe you had some of those cards. They were quite a nice touch. And uh felt like Iron Maiden wished me a Merry Christmas. I didn't get Christmas cards from all the fan clubs I was in. Dennis the Menace fan club, I didn't get one. I think the Lego club sent a card. And the Weetabix Club, that, that was just a birthday card, I think So yeah, mixture But yeah, Iron Maiden I got some nice cards from them Right, now it's time for a special edition of December 1983 I've enjoyed this year. I reckon we've done the best rock album of 1983. Best heavy metal anyway. Everyone's forgotten about Pyromania cos it came out back in January. I'm hoping to get the new Kiss LP for Christmas. Lick it up. I'll be licking up brandy batter off my plate on the day. That's my favourite part. Sometimes i have Christmas pudding with it and all. Oh, got a feast of entertainment on BBC One this year. Blankety Blank, Two Oneies and Fools and Horses. Gonna be a right laugh. I might even open the quality street tin. I've got Dave Lights in the Secret Santa. £2 limit. It'd be nice to get some of those brand new pound coins out of my wallet. I might get him a miniature bottle of rum. I don't know why we still do this every year. I had presents off Dennis in 79, Paul in 80, and Clive in 81. And I didn't like them. There's a bit of a pattern there. The others call it the Secret Santa curse. I'm looking forward to 1984 going to be the same sort of stuff. we're going to write, record, tour, but it'll be even bigger than ever. Steve Harris's diary. Steve Harris's diary Harris's Harris's diary Steve Harris's diary. Well, Steve Harris's diary focuses on 1983, I can't remember specifically anything about Christmas 1983. We have had some references to Christmases in the 1980s on previous episodes of the podcast. You may remember how I said that I always got the British hit singles book so that I could look at the lists of singles from ABBA to the ZZ Tops. I think I mentioned that in the Killer series. I also mentioned a few disappointing Christmases where I got the Paul Daniels Magic set and it wasn't very good and it didn't have the Iron Maiden trick in it. And I also got two sets of Lego that were the same one Christmas. That was also a sad time. I think you've mentioned Christmas, haven't you, Trevor, in some of your poems? Yeah, I did. I, I mentioned a few things. Uh, I mentioned Viennetta in Another Life because that's what we used to have for pudding. We didn't have a Christmas pudding, so we had Viennetta, And This was nice. I liked it. Didn't you also mention Uncle Ron? Yeah, um, I put him in a poem. I think that was about the farts he used to do after the Queen's speech. I didn't like that, but I put it in a poem because... It's just part of the whole memory, really. I think that was the Were Eagles Dare poem, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think that got some good feedback from Andrew Whitnell, who said it reminded him of Christmases. So maybe he had an uncle, run who farted. I think that might be a bit of a coincidence. Now, in the week, I uh, posted a picture of me and Trevor at Santa's Grotto in Lewis's in Birmingham in the late 1980s. And uh, Trevor claims that I was scowling in it in a, in an earlier episode and uh, I had to look at the picture and yeah, I think I think I'm trying to smile and it, maybe it just caught me mid smile and it looks a bit like a grimace but then father christmas is also growling a bit and frowning and uh, it doesn't look very friendly so maybe I was a bit uncomfortable obviously I was a boy in the 1980s so christmas is a scene that's a bit more special when you're a child because you've got that magic and hanging up the stocking and you get presents and things like that I still do make lists of things I want for my birthday and for Christmas. So as a boy, you'd make it for Santa, wouldn't you? You'd perhaps write him a letter or um, put it in a special post box outside the grotto in Lewis's. Or you might just leave it near the fireplace, hoping somehow it would get to the North Pole. Trevor, did you just write Santa a letter, put an address on it and hope it just got there? Yeah, I think that's a method I used. It seemed to work quite well. You just think of what the address might be and put it on an envelope, and then it gets there. That's interesting. I was digging out some old things from the attic. I found some boxes, and it had had a Christmas listing from the 1980s, so I was quite excited. I think it was 1988. So uh, I'll I'll read it out for you now. Blank tapes, Play-Doh, etch-a-sketch, Lego, Thundercat sword, school pumps. Action man, tub of flumps. That's quite a good list, a bit of a mixture of things. I wonder if I got all of them. I think I did have some of those things. Etch-a-Sketch, I remember that. I used to draw pictures on it. Do you remember that, Trevor? Yeah, it was all right. I preferred the Magna Doodle. No, I, I didn't like it. And then some of you might be wondering what flumps are. Um, they're like these marshmallow things. I used to get them in a tub. They're quite nice. I think you still get them at Christmas. You may think that I just chose that on my list because it rhymed with school pumps, but it was definitely on the list, in that order. Um, so I was quite impressed with my creativity at that age. So you, you mentioned writing to Santa, Trevor. Do you remember any presents you had as a boy? Yeah, I did quite well. I got a lot of nice books. and uh, But I think the best Christmas present I had was a an Atari 2600. Oh, the games console? Yeah, it was a surprise. But then it wasn't a surprise because... I opened a present, and it was a game, Space Invaders, for the Atari. And I said, I haven't got an Atari. So I stamped about a bit, because it felt like a bit of a slap in the face, because I wanted an Atari. And I got the game, but no console. Okay, so I'm assuming that you just opened the game first by mistake? Yeah, but how was I to know? I just opened this small thing. I thought, I'll open the small ones first, because they'll be rubbish. So I opened... One present, that was some pencil sharpeners and then I opened this because it was the next smallest and it was Space Invaders. So yeah, I was a bit disappointed. Okay, so anyway, you get into, let's, let's move on a bit. So you, you got the Atari 2600 though, that's what we're saying, isn't it? Oh yeah, I opened that in the end and uh, I had to sort of show surprise and, and happiness. Because um, that's quite difficult, isn't it? When you open presents in front of people who have bought them for you, you have to sort of look excited and pleased when maybe not always. Yeah, but you were. You wanted this, though, so what, would you feign surprise? Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't was a surprise then because I knew it was coming. Well, they would have known that. You didn't have to feign surprise, did you? All right, well, well I just wanted to make it special for the people giving it because it's not just about you, is it, receiving the gifts? It's about happiness for everyone. That's what Christmas is. OK, well, anyway, that, that was the best present you had. Yeah, it was good. It came with a game called Centipede. What was that about? I don't know. Um, It was just like this centipede that you had to shoot and some spiders. So you were like a centipede hunter? I don't know. I I can't remember the backstory to it. You were just a square that fired things at a centipede. Okay, well, thanks for that. Oh, hang on. Uh, Who's this, I wonder? All right, Wayne. How you doing? It's Paul <laughs> I haven't seen you for ages. i trying to think when I last saw you. It was 2020 it was. Well, yeah, I know that, but it's it's been 2020 through all of my podcasts, so uh trying to think. It was probably in the Number of the B series, but no, Killer series maybe. Yeah, that's right. I fixed my time machine, so now I'm sort of dying about everywhere. I've got the number nine key back, so yeah, I've been moving around and seeing lots of new things. Well, that's good then, isn't it? Can I have one of these? Oh, yeah, sorry, I should have offered you one. Uh, that's uh, my mum's buffet. That's There's uh, mince pies, uh, some Quality Street, cheese straws. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I can see what it is. Well, that's what I came for, really. I, I came for the buffet. Always like your mum's spread. Any cheese straws? Yeah, yeah, I told you, they're there there they are, next to the sausages on sticks. Yeah, I remember some of her tapware parties back in the 80s. Oh, yeah, they were good. You weren't there. They were, it's full of women. No, no, I've, I've been and had a look since. I've sort of blended into the background a bit. Okay. So what have you been up to then since we last saw you? Well, as I said, I've been exploring the 20th century a bit more. Lots of historic occasions, so... Hang on a minute, i just have some of this. You carry on, Wayne. I'll... Okay, well, obviously now you're here, it'd be good to talk about Christmas. Um, although I'm guessing... If you've been in the future, you may have already heard this episode. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's a pretty good one, actually, Wayne. I'm looking forward to hearing it again. Uh, maybe I'll throw in some extra things this time and surprise myself in the future. <laughs> I remember, I think, one of the, as well as sorting out your royalties, another one of your aims or missions was uh, to go and see yourself performing the school nativity play. So that's quite festive. Why not you tell us about that? Oh, well I remembered, Wayne, yeah. I, uh, yeah, it was, oh, I can't remember the year now, but. Yeah, when I was about eight, I went back and, uh, yeah, because I remember it was quite a precious memory. Uh, I was there as the innkeeper and it wasn't a major part, but quite important. I took it quite seriously. Uh, Didn't have any solos, but did a nice group number at the end. And, uh, yeah, I remember, yeah, as I said, my mum and dad proudly watching me and I wanted to sort of get that back and, and go and see it again, but maybe from the sidelines. So there I was. Yeah, I went back, as you've said, and I watched... And, yeah, it's nice to see my parents. I mean, I, I, I had got a memory of that maybe my mum had a tear in her eye, but this wasn't the case, but it doesn't matter. So sometimes it's best to leave those memories, isn't it? What you think happened might be better than the reality. Yeah, I suppose. Um, okay, well, so where you're looking at you, what you're wearing, I'm assuming it's 1980 or 1981. So Christmas is then. Um, I was a bit too young to remember those times, so what you know about now, the future, and, and your your own real present. Um, how would you compare the Christmases? Well, I don't think you need to ask me that. I think most people can tell you what happened in the past now. You've got videos and people doing shows like this, talking about the good old times and Christmas in the 80s and all that stuff, Rubik's Cubes and EastEnders and uh, Band-Aid. Yeah, but what... What what are you doing in the present? When you go back to your present and prepare for Christmas eighty one or whatever, what will you do? Well, I think I might have to get some new decorations because uh, they're they're a bit old. Um, yeah, I might go to Woolworths for that. So that's something you can't do today, innit? Well, yeah, unless you live in Australia, like some of my listeners. Yeah, I think as well it was a bit more limited to what you could buy. Uh, we only had like red and gold decorations, and now you get all sorts of colours. I've seen pink trees. Trees for cats with no bass. I mean, well, silly. It's just, yeah, it's gone too far, I think. Uh, And, of course, the opening hours are a bit better in those days. You sort of treasured those shopping times. Not like now, You can 24 hours almost. So, yeah, so anyway, you enjoyed Christmas in the 80s. I mean, I think I would, of course, just because, as I said earlier, although you weren't here then, uh, I was a boy then. Yeah, I think, like, when you get the box of decorations down from the out, you can sniff in it. Yeah, I, I, it's just got a, a warm feeling, a warm scent, and I don't know if you can get that today in your world anyway. No, maybe not. So you may be interested. I, I did a, a listener survey recently, and, and some people were hoping to see more of you in the future because I think they'd, you have not been around for a while and, and maybe some listeners had missed you. Well, that's nice to hear. Um, obviously, I know when I appear on your episodes in the future, um, there may be some appearances I can't. Uh, vouch for it because I, I may change my mind and, and sort of alter time again even though I was told not to okay well anyway I've got all the people coming in today and uh, as you may be aware we've got restrictions in place so after you've gone i have to spray your seat for the next visitor so again if you're listening and you're very strict about this sort of thing and I don't want you complaining I do have safeguards in place I can upload my risk assessment to Twitter if anyone's interested um, just to prove that this was planned and uh I am adhering to government guidelines. Um, it's a very serious matter. Well, yeah, we'll have, a, have a Merry Christmas Wayne. I'll see myself out. I'll uh, say bye to your mum as well on the way. So, uh, yeah, see you later. Well, that's nice. Uh, Although he always seems to be eating cake when, or, or something like that When I, when I speak to him. Maybe one day I'll have a serious chat without food. And I think, again, I'm thinking back, There was a time I did have a chat without cake, but that involved jogging. So, anyway, I think we should have another performance from the Stetsford Male Voice Choir. So, uh, they're hanging around waiting for me. So, I'll just get back to them now. And they're going to do another performance. So, here it is. Winter morning and a garden full
2: of snow. I'm making footprints and some snowballs I can throw I pile the snow up high until the figure grows I get a scarf and hat and carrot for his nose Snowman How you stand there so mysterious Snowman Spreading spirits and good cheer in us Snowman why can't you always just be here with us? No man can never understand your genius.
0: Very nice. That was called The Snowman Nomad. Um, hopefully the next song they do we won't have a snowman in it. I think there's a bit of limitations there. so. Talking of The Snowman, Trevor, uh, I know you don't want to talk about films, but uh, The Snowman, that was a a special animated feature that used to be on on Christmas Eve on Channel 4. Yeah, I used to like that. We're Walking in the Air, that was the song by Ali Jones, and uh, I used to sing, I used to be able to sing that high, but I can't anymore. That's okay. I wasn't going to ask you to do that. Um, Are there any other films that you liked that remind you of Christmas? Yeah, well, that's it. As I said earlier, I don't like the traditional Christmas films that everyone goes on about, but I quite like some of those classics that are shown around Christmas. like The Sound of Music. That's a good film, but it's not really Christmassy. No, I guess not, but uh, I think, yeah, that that is a good one. I liked Liesel. She was the oldest fun trap girl, and I used to find her quite attractive. And then when the internet came out, I had to look for her, but then I found that she'd grown up and she was an old lady. Yeah, I guess that was quite disappointing. It was really, um, but I don't think she'd have been interested in me anyway. No, maybe not. So is there anything on this Christmas on the telly that you might want to watch? Well, I've not really looked yet, but uh, I normally quite like to watch The Railway Children. I I, I used to cry at that. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. It's not, not funny to laugh when people cry, Wayne. It's quite serious. You should take it seriously. You shouldn't be ashamed to admit it. I remember you crying that film. All right, well, we won't mention those. So things are quite different this year um, with traditional Christmases, but we'll talk about traditions in a moment. I've just had a notification that I've got a message from Denny Stratton, and it's a live message, so let's see what he's doing. Hello,
2: Wayne. I've got the family round for Christmas. Music! Yeah, all right. Music! I, I'll put music on later. <laughs> I've got my grandson here. He's, he's nice. He's, um, a bit of a handful. Mama, Mama, hey, Mama, Mama. hang on a minute, Wayne. Mama. Stop it. Leave, leave the vinyl alone. Can you leave it? Leave the vinyl, please. Thank you. Right. Sorry, what was I saying? Stop it. No, oh. Wayne. Stop it. Oh. That's my hair. Wayne. Oh. Stop it! I tried to record a message for Wayne! Come here! Naughty! Stop it! Oh, Wayne! I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. to, Stop it! I'm gonna have to call you. Stop smacking me! I'm gonna have to call you back, Wayne! I can't cope with this! Okay. Speak soon! Stop it! Speak soon! Hey, Dennis!
0: Okay, maybe I'll leave him there for now. Hopefully, we'll get back in touch later. I was trying to get hold of everyone. Or the or the guests we've had in the past, see if they can all come together on Christmas time. Um, okay, so this Christmas day then, Trevor, I mean, we spoke about this a little bit on the last episode, and it was a bit touchy because you were a bit annoyed that I, I hadn't invited you around. But I did explain that I've got my sister and my mum's friend, Christine, coming over. Yeah, it's okay. Well, we've got plans anyway, so it doesn't matter. But as you say, it's a bit annoying. We can't just do what we like. We've got to stick to these rules. Um but we can still have traditions. We can still have, like, Harvey's Bristol cream. Uh, isn't that a, like a sherry? Yeah, it's good. Um, it's a favourite of my nan's. Your dead nan? No, my alive nan. Oh, OK, sorry. So it's Harvey's Bristol... I have heard of this. but Why is it called that? Does it come from Bristol? No, I think she gets it from the co-op. Yeah, I, di- I didn't mean that. I mean, the, the drink itself, is it made in Bristol? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to have a look at the bowl. I'll tell you. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, there are some drinks, aren't there? That you only get at Christmas time, like that, that snowball thing, and uh, people have mulled wine and port. Yeah, but I don't like those. Um, I prefer food. I, I I like to get the traditional Christmas food, even though we don't really eat it. Like those mixed nuts you buy, and you put them in a bowl with the nutcrackers, and then they just sit there, um, and that's annoying. But it's tradition. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit of a waste of money, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's like a decoration, isn't it? And it's probably cheaper than bunting. So you use nuts as a decoration? Yeah, but they are just sitting in the bowl. We don't hang them on the wall or sort of chain them together. Yeah, OK. Well, I I do like nuts, but not those ones you crack. I like the salted peanuts and dry roasted peanuts. And uh, I like pork scratchings, although they're not Christmas. Though. But what we used to do, do you remember we used to have that Tupperware thing? It was like a, it was called a Party Susan and it was like a round serving thing and you sort of tipped your, your snacks in it like crisps and nuts and then you put it on the table and then uh, you, I think you could spin it round so you could like take your bit and spin it uh, and then you'd share it. I think, yeah, you, you remember that, don't you? Yeah, I liked it. Um, it was a treat because I didn't know what was going to be in it. So I'd come round and I'd almost forget to say hello. I'd just run straight to the Party Susan. Yeah, it was quite annoying, though, because you had to put the top on in a certain way, the lid, because otherwise... If, yeah, in fact, I remember, didn't you leave the top off one year? And it was caused uproar because the mini cheddars, they, they went soft. No, I didn't. That was you. You left it off and then you blamed me, as usual. No, it was you who left it off because it was really annoying because I, I was looking forward to that. I came downstairs whenever I'd gone to bed for a midnight snack and they were all ruined. You'd ruined it. You, Trevor ruined Christmas. I think it was 1990. No, I didn't. I'm not having it. I don't. I don't agree with that. I, I looked after Party Susan. I made sure she was put away properly. All right. We well, don't say she it wasn't a real person, was it? It was. It was. An, it was a plastic container. does not have a gender. It might have done. You anyway, know, it doesn't matter, does he? Okay. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on, Trevor, Sorry that the, someone's someone's here. Wayne. Hey, it's Uncle Steve. Uncle Steve from Texas from the podcast. Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone.
1: Nice to see you. I'm happy to finally be here in Birmingham. I can't believe I've actually made it over. Uh, I really appreciate the invitation. No problem. Nice to see you here.
0: Want you have some snacks?
1: Oh, thank you. I don't mind if I do. Yeah, there's a few things there. Just help yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is
0: really good, Wayne. Yeah, they're a bit of a speciality. Uh, have some cheese straws as well. Anyway, I've invited Uncle Steve over to answer some questions about Christmas in Texas, see what it's like there. So, uh, okay, wh- why don't you just tell us about that to start with? Is it hot there?
1: Uh, Well, I've seen it be in the 80s, and I've seen it below freezing, so mm. yes and no. It really depends on the day, to be honest with you. Right. And when I say 80s, it's Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Yeah, yeah. We don't use that over here. Hmm. Earlier
0: on, me and Trevor were talking about Christmas traditions like we had in the old days. Uh,
1: do you have any traditions? Not too many. Ask him if you like sprouts. We usually get up when my daughter Sarah wakes us up, and then we go up in gifts.
0: Ask him if he likes sprouts, Wayne. I try
1: to let one person at a time do it. I try to be the guy who passes stuff around, and oh, that way yeah. everybody can see what each other's is getting. Hmm. Um, I usually go last because I'm very slow to wake up in the mornings, and... I have a very, very slow method of opening gifts that I've been doing pretty much since I was a kid, and Hmm. everybody hates it. Usually I'm (laughs) left alone in the room.
0: (laughs) So what's your favorite Christmas memory? Oh,
1: that's a good question. Uh, My favorite Christmas memory? Hello? My son was born on Christmas Eve uh, in 2003. Okay. So his arrival is definitely the best memory I have on any Christmas. It was a very long Long day. But, um, yeah, you can't get much better a gift than uh, your firstborn child. (laughs) Of course.
0: Do you have any memories about Christmas
1: that feature Iron Maiden? You know, I do. Um, I always kind of say that I got somewhere in time when uh, it came out. as That was the first Maiden album I got right when it was released. But I seem to remember getting it for Christmas in 1986. So I might have been a little bit late. But I do remember that the tape I got was messed up and I had to take it back to uh, Kmart and right. I had to get a replacement for it. So, okay. I'm also very confident that I'm getting some maiden stuff this year, Wayne. So, nice. That's very exciting. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do for Christmas this year?
1: You know, this year is a weird year. Obviously, you know that. Um, normally, we would go to my parents' house on Christmas Eve. Hmm. And then we would do Christmas morning at our house, and usually we would go to a relative, aunt or uncle, or eat lunch and spend time with them. But this year, with the world being shut down and everything, hmm. we aren't doing Christmas Eve or going to an aunt or uncle's house. I think we're just going to eat at home by ourselves hmm. or maybe with some friends. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. see. So,
0: have you got any plans or hopes for next year, 2021? Hopefully, a bit different.
1: Well, let's see. I could take that a couple different ways, I guess. Um, I'm not much for New Year's resolutions. Uh, as far as the way things that are going in the world, I hope that things will get back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, for the health of people and we can start getting back to um, just having a normal life. And, you know, I really look forward to going back to concerts again. That's one thing I'm very mm. hopeful for. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, just having a normal life again. Uh, let's see, as far as the podcast goes, I'm not really sure. I usually fly by the seat of my pants with where the podcast is going. So I guess my hope is that I will just be inspired to do things that will interest people, really. Mm. Um, There's a lot I could say here. I mean, maybe if I'm lucky, this podcaster I know, Mm. I won't name any names or anything, but Maybe he'll get an opening for a poet on his show, and uh-huh. I can get another weekly gig, <laughs> even if my poetry is predictable. Hmm. Okay. Well, Well, Wayne, anyway. I've got to go. I've oh, got to catch yeah. a flight back to get back in time for Christmas. So yeah, yeah. i got to say, Wayne, um, I really do appreciate the invite. Oh, I never problem. figured I'd get to see you. <laughs> I never figured I'd get to see you in person or where you live. Hey, is not Trevor a couple of doors down? I think I'm gonna run by and say hi. Oh well, no, no. Hey, I'll see you later, Wayne. Don't let him come here, yeah.
0: Bye. Right, that was nice. Uh, see Uncle Steve. Uh, yeah, nice to uh, have him over. How come he's come over and I'm here on the phone? Well, I have to restrict the number of people I can see in the house at once, so uh, I thought you'd be a permanent fixture rather than popping in now and again. And that, that's why there's, I'm limited to the space in the room. I've done the maths. I've done the calculations of the square metres. Oh, no, Uncle Steve's coming. I can see him coming down the street. I'm going to hide in the back. He doesn't know what number i live at, does he? No, I suppose not. Yeah, well, he's got to get his flight, hasn't he? Hopefully he won't... Uh... Oh, no, he's at the garden. I'm going out to the shed. Yeah, OK, well... You go out to the shed then. I've just had a notification. Dennis Stratton's uh, ready with a proper message now. So uh, let's hope that he can do that. So when I come back to you, then you'll be in the shed. But uh, here's Dennis Stratton for now.
2: Hello, Wayne. Dennis Stratton here. I'm sorry about earlier, but uh, things have calmed down a bit now. He's having a nap. Anyway, it's nice to have them over for Christmas. That's the main thing, isn't it? Family. I've missed out on that this year. As have we all. I guess I've not had much company this year, but your podcast has helped. And of course, it made me get Julian down from the loft. I put Brenda's card upon the mantelpiece, so it looks like I've had a few more cards. and makes me look a bit more popular. I got one of the Royal Mayor, and I got one of Trevor, but I don't know how he got my address. I'd like to wish everyone a happy Christmas. Obviously, my messages are normally longer, but having the family here... It means I want to spend more time with them. So we're going to go and watch some DVDs and maybe a performance of Iron Maiden from the 1980s. We watched a documentary recently about the band in the early days. And I was disappointed to find that they'd put my interview with some different footage. They used an actor's voice to make it sound like I had a Cockney accent. I was quite disappointed Wayne. I might have to write a letter after Christmas. But anyway, enjoy your time Loving the podcast, that's what they say today, isn't it? I'm loving it. I don't know what tense that is. I don't think it's English. I think McDonald's invented it. They've got a lot to answer for. Anyway, take care. Have a nice New Year. Speak soon, Dennis.
0: Okay, well, that's Dennis, and uh, hopefully this doesn't appear rushed, but uh, I've told people to sort of be a bit quick with their messages because I'm hoping to hear from most people that I've been in touch with. Um, So... uh, yeah, don't know how long, I don't know how long the show will be at the moment, so I'm sort of waffling on and see what, what goes on. Whatever happens, it'll just come out in time for Christmas. So, Trevor, you're, you're all right now? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I've uh, I've gone back in the house. I think he's gone away now. Um, I don't know what he looks like, but uh, I'm pretty sure that was him. Um, but he just had a big suitcase and a mullet. Oh, yeah, OK. Uh, anyway, I'm surprised Dennis didn't mention his Christmas shelf. Uh, well, maybe it's all gone, all the goodies... Anyway I've uh, no, I've sent you a present round Trevor um, You're allowed to open it early if you like um, And you can see what it is Yeah well uh, you'll know that I've sent you presents as well Yeah I'll, I've got them here I'll, Do you want me to open them? Yeah yeah please do Okay let's I think yeah this is it All Right. You've put quite a lot of sellotape on it Yeah yeah I've got loads spare I've Got a shed full of it Okay, so I've got your poetry book, that's nice. Yeah, I've signed it. Okay, well, uh, thank you for that. And then what's this? Hang on, it's it's a picture you've drawn. It's like the Seventh Son album cover, but it's got me instead of Eddie. Yeah, do you like it? It's a bit strange. I've, it's just me down to my rib cage, and you've done me with a hairy chest and, and I'm holding instead of a heart. I've got a sooty puppet. I thought you might like to put it in a frame or, or you could put it on social media and show everyone. I thought I might do some artwork next year on your Ko-Fi page instead of a poetry book. Well, you can't just draw me a picture and then say that you're going to use my, my page to sell your products. Anyway, if I put this on social media, I'm not sure anyone want to buy your artwork. It's a bit weird. Well, I think we'll let the audience be the judge of that. Okay. well, uh, thank you very much for that. There's something else there in the bottom. Oh, right. Uh, a, A CD? Yeah. What is it? It's my new single. Your new single? Yeah, I've released a song. How have you done this? This is... This is new, it says Robots Need Christmas too." on it. What's that then? Well, I, I wrote a song because every Christmas this new tradition is that supermarkets have these adverts on the telly and they've got a really sad downbeat song, normally a cover version and they're sort of everyone talks about them because they're emotional and the video makes you think and it's got a message. Okay, so, so what's this compact disc got to do with anything? Well, I thought I'd write a a song for farm foods and maybe Robots Need Christmas Too would be a message um, to the world about Christmas is for everyone, not just for people. She's saying that Christmas is also for robots. Yeah, I think a lot of people have forgotten about a Christmas time and this is symbolic. So, and also, yeah, robots don't have Christmas so we should sort of sympathise. I think the point of those adverts is to sort of show a diverse message and include everybody. So did Farm Foods answer you? No. OK, but you're releasing it as a single anyway? Well, yeah. I thought if I could release it now, it might gain momentum for next year. I could try again. They might take me more seriously. So you think having a song called Robots Need Christmas 2 will make people take you seriously? Well, you haven't heard it yet. OK, well, I'll pull it on, shall I? Yeah. Let the listeners hear it. It's only short, Wayne, so you don't have to worry. You can play the whole thing. Well, maybe... uh, Well, I I might play the whole thing, but I might stop it halfway through if it's not appropriate. No, it is appropriate. What sort of music is it? How have you done this, anyway? I didn't know you, you could do music. Well, I went round to Michael Patterson's. He's still got his Yamaha Porter sound. So it's like electronic music? Just put it on. Okay. Right. Here's Trevor's single called Robots Need Christmas 2 and uh, I I don't know whether I should apologise in advance or not but here it is I'd like to go out I'd like to get drunk I'd like to open a present But I'm not programmed to. Robots need Christmas too. Robots need Christmas too. I want to play games. I want to eat sprouts. I want to feel lots of love. But I'm not programmed to Robots need Christmas too
2: Robots need Christmas too Robots need Christmas too too. Robots need Christmas
0: too OK, well, thanks for that, Trevor. That was a nice surprise. Uh, we've had a song from you now. Um, so, yeah, you couldn't join the choir, but uh, you've got your own song. Yeah, it's was good, wasn't it? Well, it was OK. Um, I suppose that's your replacement for poetry in this episode. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to do a Christmas poem, so I thought I'd do a Christmas song. It's all about the robots and how they feel or how they want to feel. Is it some sort of clever reference to you and how you feel? Maybe there's some autobiographic, autobiograph. Maybe there's some personal um, bits in it, but um, generally, it's about robots. So anyway, you've released it as a single. What is it in HMV? No, it's a uh, it's a digital download. Okay. Is is the are the is the proceeds going to a robot charity? No, there, there aren't any robot charities. That's, that I think you've been. I think you're making fun now, aren't you? No-one's wondered, maybe we could set one up. I don't think people would donate to it. People are, are scared of robots. They think they're taking our jobs. Those auto-checkout things that don't work and you need a person to come and sort it out or check your identity. They're robots, aren't they? But I wasn't thinking of them when I thought that they needed Christmas too. I was thinking of robots like in science fiction and Doctor Who. OK, well, anyway... Um... I gave you a present, um, it, perhaps not as exciting as a, a single and some art and, and a book. Yeah, I opened it while I was uh, listening to my song. Uh, it, just obviously the listeners can't see because we're not on video and even if even if we were, Wayne, of course I'm not in your room, am I? I'm here in my house, two doors away, while you have Uncle Steve fly over from Texas and sort of sit in your room. He's, where's this budget come from? Are you paying for his flight? You're paying for the choir, and you can't even afford for me to come round. Okay, Trevor, um, I think a while back you uh, mentioned that you've opened my present during the song. Yeah, I I can't remember what my point was now. I think it was just that you can't see me opening it, so I'll just have to tell people what it is, and it's a notebook that says Trevor on it. Yes, I thought you could write some poems in it. Okay, thanks, Wayne. Sounds like you're going to say bye at the end of that. No, I was just saying thanks. Okay, well, um, I feel that the mood's changed a bit. We've had Electro Pop and Robots and and now Awkward Bits. Um, So let's go back to Iron Maiden and Christmas. That's what this show's all about. And uh, I mentioned about the cards I used to get from the fan club earlier. But another Iron Maiden Christmas memory um, was that Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter came out around Christmas time. And I bought this on 7-inch Single. And I remember there was about three different versions of it, which helped it gets number one in the charts. But annoyingly, well, annoyingly for me, it didn't get to number one on Christmas. It, I don't know if it came out too late or whether the chart manipulated it so that he couldn't get to number one, so that Cliff Richards could win. Um, I think this happened in the 70s when the Sex Pistols sold enough singles, but they, they were told that they were only number two. And I think it was Rod Stewart's Sailing that was number one instead, because that was more appropriate for a family or for the top of the Pops audience. I made intended to have Christmas Day off, even though they're a hard-working band. They, you know, they had holiday time as well. But you may remember, there's also Dave Murray's birthday around this time, on the 23rd of December, which is the day after this podcast comes out. So you might be listening to it on Dave Murray's birthday. In which case, I'm sure you'll join me in saying, Happy birthday, Dave Murray. There was a historic occasion in 1981 where the band played a gig at the Ruskin Arms on Dave Murray's birthday. This was Bruce Dickinson's first show, and uh, while it could have been all about Bruce and his first show, the band made sure that the crowd knew it was Dave Maury's birthday.
1: birthday,
0: And my Dave Maury fact of the week, which I probably should have played the jingle for, Dave Maury fact of the week, is that this happened... And here's some footage from it where the band and audience sing happy birthday to Dave Murray. So that was nice, wasn't it? If you've never heard the podcast before and you've just joined us for this Christmas special, you might be thinking, what's going on? I don't mean because of the random observations. I mean because it says it's a comedy, doesn't it, on Apple? So you're probably thinking, where are the jokes? Where's the humour here? But that's a good question. And it brings me on to the topic of jokes in Christmas crackers. What's your favourite Christmas cracker joke, Trevor? I don't have one. I I don't like them. Well, we need some jokes for the show because people want comedy, don't they? Nah, crackers are rubbish. They're they're just pointless. They just sit there on the tree. You get them out for Christmas dinner, you pull them, they make a noise. You get rubbish toys, rubbish jokes, and a rubbish hat. I think we're supposed to be spreading Christmas cheer, not not moaning about it. Well, yeah, but they were rubbish and probably still are. fake moustache in every every cracker and no one believes it's real that plastic black thing you sort of stick those bits up your nose it was rubbish I went to the shop wearing one I tried to buy some cigarettes and Mr Roberts the shopkeeper knew it was me ok well I don't think it was supposed to be a, a an efficient disguise for a spy it was just a, a bit of fun to put on at the dinner table while you were eating your sprouts well if I didn't get that moustache I'd get that silly red fish that told your future that was rubbish as well. I asked it some questions. It never answered me. I don't think it spoke. I think you just put it in your hand and it, it did some sort of flappy movements. And depending on what side it came up on, something happened. Nah, rubbish. Moving on to more positive things. Um, we had a listener survey recently where people gave their opinions on the show. Um, talked about some of the aspects and what they might like to see in the future, or as Andrew Whitnell pointed out, what they might like to hear in future. So thank you for that feedback, um, as well as the feedback about the show. Yeah, As well as uh, the survey, there was a the chance to enter the prize draw, and uh, I've got a special guest coming in to do that prize draw. So here he is now.
2: Hi, Wayne. Uh, hello, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm Adrian Smith.
2: Um, although you can see that, but uh, that's part of, part of the charm, isn't it? Uh, oh, should I sit here? Okay. H- hello, everyone. I'm Adrian Smith. Um, and I'm here to say Merry Christmas. And uh, it's good to be here.
0: Okay, so I've got something for you, um, which is. Uh, hey, yeah? Oh, sweeties. No, no, it's um, a tub of. Uh, it says revelations on it, which Trevor made. It was a tub of celebrations, which he's put. So he's put the wrapper uh, of a Revels on, on top of it. And I use this tub to do prize draws. I did one before. Uh, someone called Alan Bell won a record.
2: Oh, that's nice. Uh,
0: so what do you want me to do with this? Yeah, well, as as I said, in the, uh, the poll, um, there's a chance to win a prize, and you have kindly donated this prize.
2: Oh, yes, that's right. Um, well, yeah, um, you can win a copy of my debut single, Adrian Smith and Project, silver and gold. You may call the project ASAP, which is okay, um, but uh, it stands for Adrian Smith and Project, and it came out in the late 1980s, so yet the winner of this prize uh, will receive a 12-inch single, and it's got a special poster sleeve. Uh, in fact, let's get it now. You see, Wayne, it's got the, uh, the the sort of paper poster sleeve inside it, and there's the record in the sleeve, silver and gold, and then on the, it's the 12-inch remix, and then on the, on the B-side, they've got the alternative version of Blood Brothers and Fighting Man, uh, Blood Brothers, of course, not to be confused with the Iron Maiden song, <laughs> uh, yeah, 1989, uh, good times, that's nice though, so yeah, this is your chance to win it, um, I feel like I'm on a Saturday morning television show for children, where the, uh, famous pop stars would come in, take calls from viewers, and then, uh, give away a prize, and I used to wish I could do that, but we never did. Uh, the band did Was in 1982, but I, I wasn't included. Uh, but uh, I try not to bring that one up. Uh, right, OK, so I've got to get a name out of this hat. Where, where's, it's not a hat, is it? Sorry, a tub. Um, OK, so I'll just dip in. And, uh, so good luck, everyone. Uh, you can win this 12-inch single. Uh, Okay, here's the winner and uh, it says Guy is the winner Um, and there's an email address but I won't read that out in case he gets any hate mail or anything from jealous people. Um, So yeah, well done Guy, you've won and uh, you get the record so I'm sure what will happen now, you'll email him, will you?
0: Yeah, we'll we'll be in touch with you Guy, Um, so uh, congratulations for winning um, so, and thank you for your feedback and for entering the prize draw, so yeah, we'll get a record out to you. Of course, if you don't have a record player, you, you may not want this prize, but uh, we'll, we'll try and arrange that with you. Um So anyway, uh okay, so you, you're not just here to do that, of course, Adrian, are you? I, okay, I can call you Adrian, can't I?
2: Yeah, yes, of course, Wayne. Uh, there's no problem, I'm not royalty. Um Yes, I'm here to talk about my children's book, which of course regular listeners will know all about. Um I've had a lot of feedback and a bit of hate, actually, about some things I've been doing recently. Um, you may have seen that I did a video with me performing along to Gangland, and uh, I also have released a single with Richie, uh, which uh, has got uh, some good feedback. But of course, a lot of people are saying, why are you wasting your time doing such things when you could be writing part two of your children's book that we've been enjoying on Wayne's Iron Maiden podcast. So uh, I appreciate your comments, and I'm sorry that, um, it has been a bit of a postponement, if you like. But yes, I've been promoting my fishing book. Uh, as a creative person, I, I like to do lots of things at once. So I'm not just writing the children's book. I, I was doing it to get feedback, and I, I'm grateful for that. As Wayne is with his listener survey, Guy. Uh, in fact, let, did Guy answer about what he felt about my my book? Did he answer any questions? Can I look at it?
0: Uh, no, it's I, I can't share that information. Um, but I might. Yeah, I'm sure he was very complimentary.
2: Okay, well, maybe you could send me some of that feedback. Back back to that. But, yes, anyway, um, I I have put that on hold. But the good news is I've got a special short story for Christmas, which I will read to you now. While you may be concerned about what's happened with the incredible cliffhanger that I left you with, um, this is actually before all of those events happened with the mystery. Um, So this is just a a short Christmas story. And I will now play you the uh, audio recording Uh, from the cassette version. Adrian says Christmas. It was Christmas Eve, and the village was covered in a blanket of snow. It looked like a different world, with a pond and a park iced over, and filled with skating children, their laughs and shrieks echoing in the wintry air. Officer Riggs was cycling home for Christmas, chuckling despite the hazardous conditions. He was thinking of how the lamppost outside his house may look with a frosting of snow, and he was looking forward to doing a painting of it in the moonlight later. It was a shame there was a bin attached to it to ruin this pretty scene, but he still roared with laughter at this to the bemusement of a passing fishmonger. Adrian, however, wasn't chuckling about the ice on the pond. He was sad. "'as he wasn't able to use his magic fishing rod. "'But he was happy to be with his chums at Nico's house. "'They were helping Nico put his stocking on the mantelpiece. "'Would you like me to hook the stocking onto my fishing rod?' asked Adrian, "'and then I can skillfully move it up onto the fireplace.' "'No, thank you,' said Nico, banging his toy drum while eating a mince pie. "'What have you asked Santa for Christmas?' said Steve to Bruce. "'A toy sword and a book about Egypt.' "'replied the boy. "'I say, these mince pies are rather nice.' "'Yes,' said Nico, taking another. "'At that moment, his mother came in "'with some boxes to put under the tree. "'Would you like me to hook those boxes "'onto my fishing rod?' asked Adrian, "'and then I can skilfully move them under the tree.' "'No, thank you,' came the response. "'Who has eaten all these pies?' she suddenly asked, "'seeing the empty plate. "'The boy said nothing.' but all looked at Nico. "'No more pies,' she said sternly. "'No more pies?' Nico asked. "'No more pies,' she repeated. "'No more pies,' said everyone. As it became dark, they all went to the park together to see the lights on the village Christmas tree and join the large crowd of people watching the carol singers on the bandstand. There was Dennis Stratton singing the high harmonies. It was a magical sight. Everyone was happy, but then a naughty boy called Paul Diano ruined things by throwing gobstoppers. The villagers gasped as the sweets rained down on the roof of the bandstand. Then they screamed as he threw one at the Christmas tree, knocking the star off the top. It fell to the floor, its point piercing the ice and dropping into the pond below. Where was Officer Riggs while all this was happening? He was at home with a glass of sherry, mixing various paint shades of black and yellow for his latest masterpiece. Adrian jumped into action. He didn't need to ask questions. He reached for his magic fishing rod and swung it towards the ice. With a swish and a swoop, he managed to hook onto the star and bring it to the surface. Hooray and hurrah, he shouted, spinning around and bringing the star to its rightful place at the top of the tree. Hurrah for Adrian, said the villagers in unison as they hunted for Portiano, who had disappeared. Everyone was feeling Christmassy as they went to bed. Dave was a bit sad, though. He always felt like Christmas Eve was the longest day due to the excitement, and now he couldn't sleep. He looked at his clock. It said two minutes to midnight, and if he didn't go to sleep soon, then Santa wouldn't come. He tried not to cry and he closed his eyes to dream of gobstoppers, Egypt and carols.
0: Well, thank you for that. Um, Hopefully we'll uh, hear more from you in the new year. Yes, thank you for having me
2: here, and uh, thank you everyone for your support of Iron Maiden, for buying merchandise while we've been away, and of course supporting the live album, and supporting podcasts like Wayne's and that Uncle
0: Steve character. Oh, you just missed him, actually.
2: Oh, right. It was that him leaving, was it? Mammy the man with the mullet. Um, anyway, i better go. I've uh, got things to do. Planned for Christmas. Got some shopping to do. Nice to see you. And, uh, yes, I'll, uh, I'll see myself out. And can I take some of these sandwiches?
0: Yeah, help yourself. Yeah, OK. Thanks for popping in. Bye. Well, this time of year, of course, we talk about Christmas, but also look at New Year as well. So 2021, of course. We're all hoping for better things. Um, health-wise, fortune, whatever. Um, But uh, New Year's never been a big thing for me. I've never really been that impressed. You used to have parties, didn't you, Trevor, at your house? Yeah, I mean, that makes it sound like I'm a a party animal, but it was my mum and dad, they had the parties. I was just there because I wasn't allowed out most of the time. I was too young. Yeah, I think I came to some of them, didn't I? Um, but uh, we weren't allowed to drink. You know, we we were on pop then, although, in fairness, probably have pop now as well. I remember one, you uh, had a karaoke machine. Yeah, that's right. We bought it on the day. It's like a special treat for our guests. And uh, we plugged it in, and it came with some CDs. And, yeah, I sang along. You, you, you sort of flicked a switch, and it changed the EQ on the song so it sounded like there was no vocals, so you could sing along. I remember practising to Paula Abdul and Mariah Carey, but they were a bit difficult, so uh, I, I, I sort of gave up a bit and, and left it. So how did it go down at the party then, when you sang these songs? Oh, no, that that was practising in the day. I thought I'd maybe do a performance later, but I didn't. And, uh, in fact, no-one turned up till after the pub shot, so it was a bit disappointing, and then everyone was a bit rowdy. I didn't like it. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, I was frightened, and I think I, I may have wet the bed. Okay. Um, I, don't if, I don't know if I need to know that. Um. Yeah, it was awful. It's like a man was sick in one of the potty plants, and uh, I didn't realise that that could happen. I thought only boys were sick when they ate too many Jaffa cakes. Yeah, I suppose you learn a lot from parties, don't you? Well, anyway, we'll, uh, let's have a, a final message from the Stetchford Male Voice Choir. I'd like to thank them, and I'd like to thank all my guests, and I like thank you for listening. Um, so, yeah, whether you've liked my post, the podcast, you've rated it, you've followed, retweeted, bought a Frey Bentos pie on Ko fi, um, any messages, I'm, I'm grateful to everyone because um, this has gone on for most of the year. Um, so, it's quite exciting. Uh, it's given me something to do during the lockdown, and hopefully, it's given you something to do, something to listen to anyway. But uh, I'm waffling on a bit. But uh, the main message is Merry Christmas to you, um, all of you, even Caroline Blissett. Anything you want to add, Trevor? No, I think you've said it all. Um, thank you for everyone for supporting me with my poetry. And, uh, yeah, I've gained a lot of confidence this year. Um, so I'm hopefully going to be doing more of that next year. Great. OK, well, here's uh, the Stets of the Male Voice Choir. And we'll, we'll end with this. And this song is called Flight of Rudolph."
2: As the snow falls upon the ground An old man sits on a sleigh As the children sleep on a cold Christmas night And dream he's coming their way His eyes are ablaze, see the mince pies in his gaze. Fly on your way with your reindeer, fly as high as the moon. Let us say Merry Christmas to you.